Hello, one and all. We're live on the radio in just a moment. Un momento. And we will. Good afternoon, one and all. We will be live tonight. Right around 7.30. Unless something happens before then. Like the shooting yesterday that Maureen was at. Yes, yes, yes. All right, folks. We're just waiting for our cue. And then we're live on the radio. <coughs> That's how it works. Wait for Captain JR to give us the go ahead. He will say go live, and then Juan will go live. Just a minute. Yep. At 12.06 on this Wednesday, good afternoon, one and all. You are listening to the John DePietro Show on AM 1380 and 99.9 .9 FM. This is, for better or worse, the Noon Report Live. I want to welcome everybody in, tuning in as our uh, we do our live simulcast on Facebook. Make sure you share that you're watching, or if you type in someone's name, boom, that should notify them that, you know, you whoever it is is notifying them to come and watch us live. Remember, um, for those that are on the app, you want to make a habit to check your notifications. I, I freely admit, uh, for a long time when I used to, was relatively new to FB, I was not always checking notifications. Now I'm constantly checking notifications. So, but you can find that. It's, it's fairly easy. And, um, and also, just as a programming note, tonight we will be out. Uh, one on the scene live stream and it should be interesting in Cranston tonight is the week for uh, it was a week ago last Wednesday night was the fatal crash the motocross bike uh, right in the Providence Cranston line but Broad Street at Wheeler and then tonight I saw it is not only you know the one week anniversary and it's terrible he's 21 years old but on top of that his week I think it goes at least like four to eight at Nottolillo in Cranston. So you're going to have a big group of people there. You're going to have a big group of young people there. And then, and, and I completely understand that they would be upset and it's terrible. It's sad when anyone loses their life, let alone a 21-year-old. But in, um, And for anyone that's following right now, and a lot of people are not, but this problem with these, these street bikes, this ATV, these dirt bikes, and... It, it is definitely, it's bubble, it's, it, look at this. I mean, it's a beautiful Wednesday, but it's, we're not really into the warm weather yet. And it's already presenting a problem. And you do have a new mayor and a new police chief in Providence who is going to be challenged. Cranston, for those of you who have been watching, last, last Friday night, the family of one of the two victims, there were two people killed in the crash, the 21-year-old driver and then a 20-year-old passenger. 
and the family was at a vigil at the crash site. So the police, I think, did the right thing, and they had a soft approach and allowed, you know, the vigil, and there were kids there, and then there were some of the bikes that come along. But it, it's a problem, and then it, it really became a problem on Sunday afternoon when some police officers saw one of those ATVs riding. They went to follow. It led into a pack of them. There were like 25 or 30 of them. <coughs> but they gathered, then they ride as a pack. And it, it is, I, I don't think I have to explain to people it's a public nuisance. There are some people that are familiar with the problem, and then there are people who have no idea what we're talking about. The people that we have no idea what we're talking about say, you know, they should find a place for these kids to ride, and there's no place for these kids to ride. They're oblivious to the fact that the average age is 26 years old. Some of them are into their, you know, mid, mid to early 30s. But this is not 15, you know, I get these emails from some of these people. When I was, you know, 15 or 14, we had a go-kart and my uncle did What are you talking about? They, they are, but again, that's the crowd that doesn't un understand the problem, much like the people that say, dead people are voting, that is not the problem here. But the fun of it for them is being on the city streets. The fun of it for them is they ride as a pack, like a motorcycle gang almost. And then if someone challenges them, it's not the driver against them, they have, they swarm, as you've seen. And there's a lot of them, and it's very intimidating. And as we've talked about, they, they carry different weapons. They carry pipes. They carry knives. They carry bats. Some of them carry handguns. And on Sunday night, a pro how bad was it? They started riding at the Providence Police and pulling their wheelies up at the Providence Police that were apprehending a subject. And one of the police officers actually had to draw his weapon. So that's how serious. So I know Mayor Smiley is saying next week they're going to try to come up with something to address it. I believe, and we'll wait and see what the new mayor says, but you have a new mayor, you have a new police chief. Cranston has had a zero-tolerance approach. Cranston has allowed some element of it because of trying to be sensitive to the uh, friends and some of the other people with the crash. But they always take advantage, if you've seen you know, it's not it's not someone that wants to ride up and pay their respects at the vigil. They want to peel out, they want to do wheelies, and they do different dangerous tricks. I also want to point out, notice there's no accountability in that community, so to speak, of those groups that because of your encouragement, this 21-year-old who did not have a motorcycle license, just had gotten the, the, the motor cross bike. I don't believe it even had a light on it. No helmet. Because of your encouragement, that young man and his passenger lost their life. Because of you encouraging it from that group. That group who take no responsibility. And again, it's tough. They wear the helmets. They cover their faces. Most of them wear the helmets. This one last Wednesday night obviously was not wearing a helmet. Neither the driver or the passenger. But they were passing people, and then they went slamming into that SUV, that poor woman that was going. And I, I often give the example. By the way, I'm going to talk about the Governor McKee thing in just a moment. But uh, many years ago, when I first moved back to Rhode Island, we, we lived 
right along the water, and I, I actually purchased a kayak. And I thought, how hard can it be? So, you know, one May afternoon, I took the kayak and went out. And then you realize that if you don't know what you're doing, let alone who's on the bay, I, I flipped in the kayak. And, and it's not as easy as it looks. But And then it's I couldn't get back in, and it's drifting down, and never buying... The bay temperature in May is freezing. So, you know, in hindsight, you want to be in low water, no deeper than whatever, your waist at the deepest, and see if you can get a handle of it. Maybe take a class or some demonstration. My point is, from what we understand, the young person just had gotten that bike the night before, and now it's a nice night, and I think I'm going to take my whoever, girlfriend, friend, whatever, for a ride, and then you have two people dead last Wednesday night. So we will be riding tonight, and and I think it was also, and I, I mentioned this. Now, a couple of things, folks, and those of you that watch, and remember, people ask me, um, here are some of the questions that I get asked about the live stream. How can I get notified when you go live? If you subscribe to the page, you go to the page, it's all over. That's number one. Number two, how can I support the live stream. I love what you're doing. We were the only ones on the scene last night. As that was broad daylight, and there was um, a shooting in or shots fired, and somebody got shot, and then ended up in the emergency room in, in Providence. So those are the questions. It all begins and ends there. We then do later add them on YouTube and so forth. But the live element seems to be working very well with Facebook. So, but folks, this portion of the program on this sunny Wednesday, hey. It's up to you if you want to carry extra weight. It is. And I can understand someone saying, you know, one, I'm a little hesitant to throw down a lot of money. And I want to, I don't want something, a fad thing. There's, there's stubborn fat. You want to target that stubborn fat. There's, let me explain. There's no benefit to being obese. And I get some people don't want to live in the gym. I get that. So if you want to see rapid, aggressive weight loss that will last a lifetime, we're talking about unique health, and it starts by contacting them and scheduling a free, attending one of their free seminars to learn about, instead of wasting all that money, get rid of stubborn fat. It's effective. They have before and afters. They have repeat clients. It works. I want it. No one will tell you, but I, you saw during COVID, the first ones that perished were the obese. There's no benefit to being 40 pounds overweight. There's no benefit to being 50 pounds overweight. All you're doing is increasing your health challenges. Get rid of the weight and participate with extreme weight loss. It'll increase your metabolism and definitely your energy. I mean, I've, I've interviewed people that say the first thing they notice is how much more energy they have because they're not lugging around an extra 40, 50 pounds. Watch those pounds fall off. Remember, they can do... But some people, they've done 20 pounds in 10 days. It'll look great for Easter. Call Sandra, 401-269-9155. Free seminar, sustainable weight loss, unique health. They're right in Warwick. I also shared their page on the Facebook page. At least go, it's a free seminar. There's no commitment necessary. 401-269-9155. Unique health, because everyone, you have a unique health situation and again you can find them on facebook unique health folks this portion of the program check out the website dipetro.com which uh, we have a lot of info going up this soccer stadium is an embarrassment 
We're going to uh, have postings on that. A lot of the video that you hear me talk about is there. And we also break stories there as well. It's And it's brought to you by the Coesed Inn. 226 Coesed Avenue, West Warwick. As we like to say, or I like to say, lunch, dinner. Hey, drinks in the lounge. Delicious menu waiting for you at the Coesed Inn. Well, folks, the, the state is at a crossroads. And for those of you who have been listening, um, I have certainly talked about it, tried to explain it, but I want to be really clear about this. But this problem, and this is more problems, Governor McKee, through his poor management, through his lack of proper management, has completely got himself into a hole. And there's no telling how desperate he is and what he's going to do. <clears throat> I want to remind people, he was not the person that the voters wanted. The voters wanted Helena Folks. She won day of voting. Helena Folks, if, if Rhode Island, if we had normal elections, Helena Folks would be the governor, as I've explained, not Ashley Kalis. Aaron Gukian would be lieutenant governor, and Alan Fung would be in Congress. But Rhode Island doesn't have normal elections, and I'm waiting for the Rhode Island Republican Party at the State House that you see behind me, those that are watching on the live stream, waiting for them to hold a press conference and attack the one issue of ballot harvesting. But I want to just get into this a little bit. What you're hearing about Governor McKee is this is someone that has dug himself a hole, and now he obviously sees no way out. And he's desperate. He does not want to take responsibility. He's thin-skinned. There's a reason why. There's always a reason why with this guy. There always is. I've covered him now since it's, it's actually going on two full years as I think of it. He first became governor two years ago. And to put it mildly, right now, his administration is in complete collapse. Now, on the one hand, it's better for taxpayers, <coughs> excuse me, that these stupid projects that he wants to do that don't make any sense, it's better for taxpayers if they don't happen. But where he's dangerous is what he might be willing to do in order to still try to achieve that. Right? It's kind of like the gambler who's down on his luck and starts going double or nothing. Right? There's many times you'd hear about some of these people that would get involved with finance. Uh, years ago, there was someone that all these people were allowing this person to invest their money. It becomes like a Bernie Madoff. It's a Ponzi scheme. And the problem is the losses are so bad, they start really trying to earn it back with even larger bets. And then the whole thing just keeps going south. So, but let's, this is important to talk about facts, to deal in reality. And, and I think right now, the media is doing a pretty good job, the best they can, trying to fight through the McKee spin. But just a couple of things. The governor spent the week meeting with other governors and, and, quote, notice, union leaders. Now, right away, that's not true. Because other governors are not so beholden to union leaders the way Governor McKee is. We know he was summoned 
to D.C. last Thursday. I'll tell you how bad it is with Governor McKee. He can't even keep the D straight anymore. I'm going to play the sound. I played it last hour. He's like, I was in D.C. on Friday. No, you were there on Thursday. He can't even keep track of what day it is. It's Tuesday. Think of what is happening behind the scenes that he doesn't even remember when he was in D.C. He was summoned to D.C. Could have done it by Zoom. Could have done it. Phones still work. No, no, no. The union leaders put him over the top and helped him win the election. No, they said, no, you're coming here. We'd like to hear about this in person. So he's drafting a letter to the central bank asking Federal Reserve Chairman Jerome Powell to stop raising interest rates. Folks, th this is, I, I, I'm trying to be kind, and I'm going to know if we have a precedent for this. Uh, I'm not sure we do. It's so ludicrous. He clearly is saying to the unions, like, I, I'm doing everything I can. It's the horse has left the blanking barn. He cut the deal. He saw the way the deal was going to go. This business that he suddenly is calling the shots with the Federal Reserve, you, you don't think that the Wall Street firms might have some influence on that? You know, President Trump would complain about the Fed. The Fed is designed to not have to not have political interference. That's the way it's designed. It's designed that way. The last thing that the Federal Reserve wants are incompetent buffoon, political hacks in the form of Pork Boy and his pal, Dan McKee. Oh, he's drafting a letter. Oh, wow. That's going to have them shaking. Notice he won't even mention who's in the White House right now. Notice there's never criticism of Biden. Never criticism of Biden. Does he understand the landscape that they just had to bail out that Silicon Valley bank? Because otherwise there was going to be a run on other banks. Think of what they are dealing with right now. Anyone that is a business person will tell you. There's too much money in the economy. I like how, and I'll give credit, two people that have spoken up about it. Gary Sass, who I don't always agree with, but in this case, I'm glad he did. And Steve Frias, <clears throat> amongst others. McKee has only governed with COVID money. Folks, he sees the cliff is coming. There's no way to stop it. Governor McKee is aboard a train that is about to go off a cliff. And as a matter of fact, he's the conductor on the train. And he sees it, and he can't stop the train. He keeps the state in a state of emergency to keep getting the COVID money. He's been governing falsely with the COVID money. He knows, he knows all these campaign promises that he made to all the special interests in the unions and the bills coming due. And he promised them a soccer stadium. And he promised them the Superman building. You know what our problem is, Governor McKee? We didn't make those promises. You did. So when Governor McKee turns to the people of Rhode Island and say, we have a problem. No, no, you have a problem. You wrote checks you couldn't cover. You incompetent buffoon. What an embarrassment. Governor McKee, pain is coming. Pain is, co pain is coming because of poor decisions that he made, not decisions that we made. Now, right now, and I know this sounds very, uh, I know this sounds very disrespectful to the governor, and I fully get it's very tough talk. Two years ago, 
I was actually cheering for the guy. I was. He was new, and I liked initially that first spring of 21. It was different than Ramundo. He seemed like, all right, this guy's finally getting a chance. <clears throat> but it all started to erode. August, Tony Silva hit. And then September, the ILO contract hit. It's just kind of comical, though, that Governor McKee, who's under investigation by the feds, is knocking the Fed, meaning the Federal Reserve. But that's how desperate he is, that he now says to the union, I'm going to... I'm going after them. Who's going to lead me in a pro... Like, it's so beyond the pale pathetic. <clears throat> he is... Governor McKee is morphing into George Costanza. In front of our very eyes. How many people listening right now at 1225 on this Wednesday, either to AM 1380, and good afternoon to... I, I, I get a lot of feedback from all of our Massachusetts listeners, Bellingham, up to Douglas, and Worcester and Uxbridge and Rentham. So I know that many times we talk about some of the Rhode Island stuff, but I, I want you to know, I do know you're there. Good afternoon, one and all. But how many people in the last year and a half, definitely last year, but how many people in the last year and a half, a house, a home sold in your neighborhood and you couldn't believe how much the people were willing to pay for it? It was going on everywhere. Why is that? It's it just a total inflated housing market. Too much money out there. Now, when your neighbor, and there were people that were almost, they were like flipping, doubling their money, right? You know someone that they, they bought the house for, I know someone in Cranston that bought the house for two fifty, and then sold it for, I think, seven fifty, eight hundred thousand. They sold it, got a U-Haul, and drove down to Florida. That was it. Boom. Like in the middle of the night. That house that they sold, is that really worth 750000 Is it really worth eight? No, of course not. How many business people listening right now that we've talked, they can't find workers? All the EBT cards had extra money. People weren't doing the second jobs. All that money started with Trump, but then with Biden flowing it in, and McKee loved to pump it in. And what do they say? There's too much money floating around. There's too many people that are not working. There's no competition to get a job. People are quitting jobs. People are leaving the workforce. <clears throat> Things have to be reeled back in. And one way to do that, the Fed, we have to, the first thing they have to hit into is they have to cut inflation. How many times you go to the grocery store? How much is bacon? How much is eggs? Think of what you pay at the grocery store now compared to two years ago let alone, you know, two and a half years ago. Governor McKee has been the king of throwing around all that money. Bonuses, right? Retention bonuses. State police were given bonuses to wear their body cams, which is ridiculous and pathetic. All those state workers getting bonuses. Do you know Rhode Island Governor Dan McKee gave bonuses to former Former correctional officers that worked at the ACI. Not current. Former people. You retired in 2020. Guess what? We're giving you a bonus for what? No one has thrown around the money so foolishly as this guy. So, this business of the Federal Reserve is trying to send people into unemployment. 
Here's what really disturbs me, though, about Governor McKee is he's not a he's not an idiot. He knows what he's saying makes no sense. He knows. Come on, he ran a business. He was the mayor of Cumberland. He was lieutenant governor. I think he went to the Harvard, the Kennedy School of Government at Harvard. I think he did. That's he knows what he's saying. Rhode Island Governor Dan McKee. He knows what he's saying is not true. He knows that that that's none of it makes sense. Notice he won't even criticize Biden. He's the one that made the, the problem is not the way the economy is going. The problem is not that Rhode Island's not going to have COVID money anymore. We're a heavily overtaxed state. There's way too many people that work for cities, towns, state government. I mean, it's it's so bloated, and he just keeps throwing the money around. That the money is not the problem. It's where it's going is the problem. Again, it's not that they want people to be unemployed, but when a business worker, when a business puts out a help wanted, how many people listening right now, you put out a help wanted, no one responded? Or two people, you know, I hear from business people all the time. Five people responded. Three of them never showed up for an interview. The two that did then didn't even show up for work. The problem is, like, and he's so provincial about it. They want people out of work. No, no. They, they, they need people getting less money from the state, less money from the government. We need more people earning money. What's so disingenuous about Rhode Island Governor Dan McKee is he knows all of that. And he's still coming out with this whole, this pain is coming. Pain is coming. What did I tell you about the tolling of the cars? The question, this is, we're not even in April yet. We're in March. <coughs> the COVID money ends in May. How many promises did he make? How many people, how many deals did he cut? He knows the numbers. He knows where it's headed, right? Bernie Madoff, he knew when he was cornered. But Dr. Mata knew when he was cornered. Anyone that... That guy that was running the crypto thing, he they, they knew when they were in trouble, right? Madoff knew when he was in trouble. The other people around him didn't know. He knew. He knew he was, he could see the numbers. He could see just how far off it went. So Governor McKee, he, come on, he, he knows the drill. I don't believe anything of what he's saying. If we don't, do, it's not me, it's the Fed. That, that is beyond preposterous. There are market conditions any reasonable business person takes when, in fact, they're going to make a business decision. And someone like him, he, I'll tell you why he's so upset, though, Rhode Island Governor Dan McKee, is because he's the one that cast the, he can't blame this on Raimondo. He can't blame, he's the one that cast the tie-breaking vote for this ridiculous soccer stadium. And the, and the other people involved, what are they supposed to say? The false thing is a sham? Like the soccer coach, we're still going to come up and train, and how about Grabian is wearing the soccer pin? <laughs> I mean, folks, you need to go back to the 70s. I remember that episode of All in the Family. Archie was wearing a wind button. Remember Gerald Ford? Grew up in the 70s. Gerald Ford was wearing a wind button. And Archie had that famous line, because I want to win! <laughs> I mean, it's... It, it, it's, it's, it, it is, it's several things. It's not one thing. 
It is embarrassing. It's also pathetic, but also shows just like how much trouble he's in. How much did he promise? How bad is this? We know the guy doesn't have a spine. I didn't vote for him. I voted for folks in the primary. I voted for Ashley Kalis in the general. I could tell. And I actually have an easy barometer. Anyone that is palling around with pork boy is unfit for office. And they're thick as thieves. Like, what does that tell you? <clears throat> we elected a governor? Do you really think someone is competent and capable of running the state who would be the best of friends with Daniel? Like, if that is not a red flag, I don't know. I don't know what other red flag it would be. Of course he's not fit for office. Of course he's in over his head. My God. Absolutely. But and, and, and what makes matters worse <clears throat> is he's really not who people wanted. It was the unions because he promised them the Superman building, which is not happening. It's not happening. And now they're running around. They want to get more public money. No, the Rhode Island Republican Party, I like Joe Powers. If you have a rep, if you have any communication with Mike Chippendale and Newberry and State Senator Jessica De La Cruz and Barbara Ann Fenton Fung and Patricia Morgan, you tell them, no way. The Rhode Island Republican Party has a golden opportunity right now. They should be the loudest voice about no more money on that stupid Superman building and the soccer stadium. No more. This is not in anyone's best interest but himself. Dan McKee is stuck. And all the card playing, he was dealt a good hand and he blew it. Boy, not so cocky now. How cocky was he back in October? Telling off Ed Fitzpatrick of the Globe. Yeah, you told that McGowan to get it right. And you tell Tim White and Ted Nisi, York's right, blank you. And screw, yeah, he's not so cocky now. Oh, it's not me, it's the Fed. What a jerk. He's a bad liar, too. I don't know how he plays cards. You can tell. You can read this guy. Boy, Ramundo was right. I got to hand it to her. Gina was right. She summed him up real quick. Do you notice, as much as there's criticism towards former governor, now Commerce Secretary Raimondo, do you notice she never let him on stage? She never let him enter her circle. She wanted nothing to do. She sized him up real quick. She would tell anyone that would listen, don't trust that guy. No way. Keep him at bay. Him and Silva, they're dirty. <clears throat> people can criticize Raimondo. I get that some people will never like her. Well, one thing is she sized him up very accurately. <clears throat> McKee is now back traveling with Tony Silva, the former chief of police who had to leave over the uh, wetlands deal in Cumberland. The two of them palling around with Sahajan. Talk about three guys that you would not want to do business with. No way. No way in hell. The moment those three walk in, it's like, hold on to your wallet. Yeah, like they, they think they're so impressive, Sahajan. Oh, my God. And the same thing with Silva. You know what? That's how desperate McKee is. Folks, this portion of the John DePietro show, but we're going to fight it. And I, am, I, am, I just implore 
Joe Powers, the Rhode Island Republican Party, make noise. <clears throat> Don't give him a free ride on this. It is laughable and preposterous. McKee is trying to pass the buck. Whatever happened to the buck stops here? Well, apparently not with the governor who plays cards, who cheats at cards with his mother. Folks, this portion of the John DePietro Show brought to you by Falcon Pest Services. I may send them up to the den of thieves to exterminate no plan Dan McKee. Folks, call Falcon Pest Services today. Residential or commercial, 401-739-1322. 401-739-1322. Falcon Pest Services. Pest control service for termites, bed bugs, ants, roaches, mice, rats, mosquitoes, many other pests. Different types of programs for your home or your business. Maybe it's a one-time treatment. Maybe it's quarterly. Maybe it's yearly or monthly. But call Falcon Pest Services today. Free quote. Schedule a service with them. Look for them online. FalconPestService.com. They're also on Facebook. Or call John, 401-739-1322. And folks, I want to be really clear at 1238. I'm not exaggerating. I'm not exaggerating here. Governor McKee was the tie-breaking vote on that deal. He knew the risks. No way. This That is preposterous. He is blaming the Fed. Oh, pain is coming. Uh, gas and they got to... The, the Fed is designed to not have political interference. He has no one to blame but himself and his president. This is a McKee-Biden problem. But he wants to make it your problem. He wants to make it our problem. If somebody signs a lease, I'll give some bad analogies. Governor McKee, oh, pain is coming. Oh, now he's chicken little. Yeah, guess what? The, the, the pain was coming last July and August. If someone signs a lease for an ice cream stand, and then they say, oh, I, I can't afford to pay it. For some reason, no one seems to be coming in in January, February, December, January, February, March. <clears throat> I don't know. It's the strangest thing. We had good business at the lemonade stand in uh, June, July, and August, but now things are like, what, what, what are you peddling? What is he talking about? He has, here's the thing that also, he, do you know how many people he has on staff? Economic advisors, aid to the governor, all these different individuals on the state payroll that is supposed to look over these types of things to make sure that the state is protected. That had nothing to do with it. And he'll stand, oh, you know, Breeze Airways open base at TF Green Airport. I think that's terrific. I love to see that type of thing. Hey, like everyone else, you want to stay to see the state succeed. But he has put the state on a path that it's impossible to succeed by making promises that he cannot, absolutely cannot, that cannot be made up. And at, at some point, people are going to just start saying, like, what? It, look at this, Warwick Ass. Is $350 million still enough to replace two high schools? You know how foolish that sounds? You know one of the problems is that's not even put out to bid. Those are no-bid contracts. Do you have any idea what they could build if it was put out to bid? Can't build two new high schools? $350 million is not enough. 
for two new high schools in Warwick. So each school costs $175 million. No, we need more than that. Oh, each high school in Warwick costs $200 million apiece. Folks, if you put that out to bid, they could do it for under one hundred. You could get two of them for 200000 but they don't put it out to bid. No, no, no. No, it's a, it's a no-bid contract. But McKee, I, I will tell you, not since Chafee championed the metric system have we heard something that ridiculous actually being vocalized by, and Chafee was not the governor, he was running for president at the time. But look at some of these, um, look at some of these headlines right now. And Governor McKee is privy to all this information. <clears throat> Six in ten adults say the government spends too much money. Cut federal spending, not big ticket programs. Folks, in the state, cut way, they spend, spend, spend. Governor Kachiri used to talk about the ridiculous the spending. You know how many people work at the Rhode Island State House? All unnecessary. Not all of them, but you could start slicing. You know, I'm not even going to say start slicing the... I'm not even going to say start slicing the state payroll number of workers. Why don't we start with stop giving out bonuses? But see, McKee agreed to those bonuses. Agreed to those bonuses. So now the only time that Governor McKee can speak like he did today was when he's, it's, it's like a good news thing, right? This Breeze Airlines and that they're going to be expanding their operations at TF Green, which I think is a positive development. Don't get me wrong. <clears throat> Bruce Unland understood the importance of transportation. Um, it's been, it's, you know, with that Sunland terminal, Sunland knew. But, but this guy and this whole thing of he's going to go to war against the Fed. And notice there's, there's no blame or accountability with Biden, with this governor. Now, Governor McKee saying right now in March, Rhode Island Governor Dan McKee saying pain is coming. Do you hear of any, any cuts? Do you hear of anything that's being sliced out? Do you, it, it's hard to even fathom or put explain how much fat is in the state budget and in so many cities and towns. As we've talked about, I'm not going to say anything that some other individuals have said in the past. Um, and a big one I'll go back to was like a, a Rhode Island Governor Don Kachiri talked about. Don Kachiri got you know, lowered, you don't need all those state workers. You don't need all these programs. McKee, everything is a state program with him. Everything, the guy is completely anti-business. <clears throat> the only types of businesses he wants are businesses that will pay what the unions demand. Hey, this is a governor. He made some choices. He made deals with the devil to get himself elected and win that primary. And now, he, he made his bed, but he wants us to lie in it. He's the one that walked that picket line. 
He's the one that walked that picket line in Pawtucket last September by orders of the union. He's the one that gave them everything they wanted. He agreed last May to this foolishness with this total creep that owns the Superman building. Nothing. They should be getting nothing. Hey, you bought it. Free market. Sell it. Eminent domain. Let someone else take it. Or Blinken, knock it down. Absurdity. But this is getting embarrassing that Governor McKee is trying to sell us that it, it's not his fault. It's, it's not my fault. It's the fault of the Fed. See, there, and they have to stop this and blah, blah, blah. It's, it's so embarrassing. And, you know, I'm looking at, look at the people he's willing to throw under the bus. The Tidewater Landing Project continues to be the big talk of Pawtucket. This is Channel 10. Top city officials weighing in as work on the soccer stadium continues. Continues on what? It's very disconcerting, said the chairman of the Pawtucket Redevelopment Agency. Construction crews could still be seen down by the Seekonk River. Just days after the Pawtucket city officials announced they're putting a pause on issuing $27 million in in-state back bonds towards the stadium. At the time, they cited market conditions like rising interest rates, inflationary costs. The Pawtucket Redevelopment Agency is charged with issuing the bond, the, uh, bond dollars. Speaking after an agency meeting, which listed the Tidewater as a topic, as an executive session, those in, are directly addressed, told NBC News he was concerned with the developer, cash on hand, hinting at a lack of money. Uh, the developer and the owners have to find some financing. Hopefully, hopefully they'll be able to find it. We need to let the process play out. It's not easy to raise money. Then why did you have a groundbreaking ceremony? Why are the crews working on this fiasco? NBC10 previously ported the partners had already poured $23 million in private equity into the Tidewater project. Well, a, funny, a fool and his money has soon parted. And a fool and his money has welcomed everywhere. This part is still so laughable. The 10,000-seat stadium set to be home of the newly founded Rhode Island FC. I like this part. Who said last week, the team's still going to play next season, 2024. But we're trying to figure out where we're going to play. The project's moving forward. It's a hiccup, said Pawtucket's Director of Planning and Development. I like to use this analogy. We're all on the same team, but my team is the city as the administrations. Rhode Island Commerce is the state team, and Fortuitous is Team Football Club. We all want our teams to... Well, I don't know what this guy's talking about. The other one was asked by reporters why work on, on Tidewater started even without the necessary funding in place. Because Governor McKee told us to do that. That's why. To make it look like it was happening. To motivate the workers to go out and collect those ballot harvesting ballots for them. That's why. There was no reason to do that. They told NBC10 they're confident Tidewater will be ready by 2024. My God. So ridiculous. Earlier yesterday, Governor Dan McKee doubled down on his confidence. 
but also on his aggravation with the Federal Reserve's rising interest rates. It was a concern he brought up last week, cited as a major financial factor. The project is going to move forward. I know the state's going to keep its com commitments in the city of Pawtucket. Now it's up to us to make sure to give a loud voice to the dangers the Fed's causing by accelerating interest rates as much as they have. That is ridiculous. What they're doing, they have to stop. We're hoping other governors are going to call in. No, the Fed operates without political interference, like a judge. Like a judge. Right? I mean, this is, can you imagine Governor McKee saying, well, I'm going to call that judge, and we're going to put pressure on the judge to change some of his rulings. No, that's the reason the Fed is set up so you don't have political interference. And by the way, that is set up that you don't have political interference, whether it's from Wall Street, <clears throat> whether it's from the President of the United States, whether it's from the Commerce Secretary, from, from anyone. They are designed that way. Governor McKee, the governor of Rhode Island, who's been in office officially after he won the election, even though he lost day of voting, he was sworn in in January. It's not even April yet. And to say the wheels are coming off is an understatement. Now, what I'm telling you is if he's going to keep all these promises to these special interests that he made and all these unions, the pain, where is the pain coming from? The pain's coming from somewhere. He is scrambling now. It, it is just, it is preposterous. And I mentioned the words of Steve Friars and, and Gary Sass. Gary Sass said it pretty well. You can't have it both ways. Governor McKee, no one has championed a bit like, as long as they're going to keep sending us all that federal money, we're going to take it and spend it. He had no problem doing that. But suddenly now, oh, we have to, they have to, they have to keep sending us all that. No, no, no. No, the bill came due. You know, my, my dad used to say, if you want to dance, you got to play for the music. you got to pay for the music. So, no, it doesn't work that way. And I like how he throws around, you know, the National Government Association. He's not even the head of the National Government Association. You don't hear anyone else talking this way. No, this is ridiculous. Wrong. And there's plenty of other analogies I could give. Kind of maybe like the student that doesn't do their homework and then starts objecting that it's not fair, that it's actually due that day, and they need more time. But the students that studied and did their work properly handed it in on time. And students like Governor Dan McKee, who treated it like monopoly money, and threw it around to buy himself the election, he suddenly is crying foul. Folks, if you think it's bad now, wait till, now again, the COVID money, the last of the COVID money is going to be May 11th. To show you how just demented they are and delusional at the Rhode Island State House. You know, there's some reps saying that since the federal government is now cutting the EBT card money, because of the pandemic, people were getting extra money with their EBT cards. As a result of that, a lot of people stopped working. They stopped their second jobs that they had because they were getting that extra money. 
As a result of that, all the prices in the grocery store went up. How many people you'd go and there were all these shortages? And a lot of that was because there was so much money flying around and people were buying so much of it. Do you know, so there's reps at the state house that said, Rhode Island should make up the difference of what they're going to lose with the government cutting these EBT cards. That is a clear definition of someone who has no idea how the system works. They think that it's at the Treasury. They just keep printing money. They think there's a printing press in the basement of the state house. You just keep printing out more money. It doesn't work that way. All these people that don't want to work need to work. Governor McKee, he can't even remove three or four people from an underpass in Pawtucket without it turning into a big circus. And now he doesn't look at that. He doesn't know. I mean, let me play the sound. He doesn't know what day it is. He doesn't know when he was in Washington. Oh, it's not my fault. It's the Fed's fault. No, you made the deal. You were the tie-breaking vote on the deal. That's why he's so upset. And you can only imagine how bad it got that he's already backpedaling in this way. That they think of this, and he can downplay it. I was meeting with union officials. No, they told him to get down to Washington. And I heard they were yelling at him and he raised their voice. And they remind him all the time that if not for us, you would have lost. Here is his uh, Governor McGreed. Reserve, uh, that states that this is a problem, what they've done in terms of accelerating interest rates to the degree they have. We're going to be calling on the Federal Reserve and hopefully that other governors will join in. I was on a call with the National Governors Association last week right after I had mentioned that I question what's happening on the Federal Reserve. Uh, and we are going to call on them to uh, you know, make it uh, known that they're done with raising and that they're going to start lowering. We have, we have real estate uh, values that are settled and they're actually being reduced. You see that I go up and down here in Warwick, the gas prices are well below $3 a gallon. No, they're not. Along the strip. What are we what are we fighting for and what is the damage that we could have i was in dc meeting with labor uh, leadership on friday uh, and uh, they're very concerned and it's a long-winded way to explain what is the problem but it is a serious serious problem that the fed is causing our local communities when they're looking they're concerned that there's there's two jobs for every worker that's looking for a job right now right they want to reverse that yes you have two people looking for one job right and, and yes the unemployment lines and we just can't be quiet about that but to answer your question very simply the project is going to move ahead no it's not with the developer it's a lie it's going to be prepared to keep its commitments and the city of Pawtucket I expect that they will do the same and now it's up to us to make sure that we're not happening a loud voice to the dangers that the Fed is causing by accelerating interest rates the way they have I'm a governor that's going to make it express that one of the things on the call that we had with the NGA with Bank of America economists, he said that the Fed was late. They've been very aggressive. And he said, if, if we cause enough pain, then we might lower interest rates. Well, I'm here to tell you that pain is coming in many different ways unless they start to signal that they're going to lower interest rates. Why did you, um, that was Governor McKee, um, notice no mention of Biden there, right? No mention of President Biden, who he said is the greatest governor 
Rhode Island has ever seen. Why don't you, uh, why don't you call the White House, Governor? Since you were in Washington, why don't you drop by? Talk to President Biden. Why don't you meet with Harris? Why don't you have them do your bidding, the, your bidding for them? Are they not on board with your comical scheme? And the reporters, that what, what is sad is, and, and I wouldn't expect that, but he basically felt with the Rhode Island press corps right there that he could get away with saying, putting out this nonsense and that people would actually believe it. It's calling pain in our local communities. Folks, th this is all we can hope for. Now, I have a new goal. What, what we really want to have happen is I hope a national outlet picks up this story. And I hope we see and get to watch Rhode Island Governor Dan McKee on either CNBC or Fox Business or Neil Cavuto or any anything remotely close to that. Because it, that would really make national news. Because the headline would be, it, it is hard to believe that this individual is actually in a position of power. He made the bad deal. Governor McKee did. He has people advising him. He has plenty of people on the payroll. He cut the deal. He made the deciding vote. It's going to bring pain to our local communities. He doesn't even know what he's talking about. So I'm going to make noise and I'm going to be the governor. You're going to be the governor of what? You're going to be the governor who lives with his mother. Folks, this portion of the John DePietro Show is brought to you by Propane Plus. Call them today, 401-885-4209. In Massachusetts, 508-252-3359. Do you use propane for your home or for your business? Call Propane Plus. This is who you want to do business with. Heating and cooling, residential and commercial, always there for you. Three generations. Call Propane Plus today, 401-885-4209. Or in Massachusetts, 508 252 3359 for propane plus well folks we're coming up at 1259 now we have another hour to go on the program next hour will be radio only you can listen am 1380 or 99.9 fm or you can listen at the website dipetro.com now again we will be doing facebook live later um it could be a busy night with some of the various things out there but again i and i want to be really clear i fully get what i'm saying I get what I'm saying. It sounds disrespectful. It sounds, wow, that's over the top. That's extreme. This is warranted criticism that the governor is taking. Governor McKee is taking this spin because he made promises and he wants us to fulfill the promises that he made. All right, we're going to break for the 1 o'clock news. I have a lot more sound to play next hour. Folks, it's John DePietro on this Wednesday, March 29th, back on the other side after the 1 o'clock news.